Okay, what should we do to stay in the middle path? Um, truth is, technically speaking, technically speaking, and some people aren't going to like this, I don't think, but technically speaking, we're not, and we never are in the the middle path until the moment maybe two to three thought moments if I remember correctly no that's not even true one thought moment only for one thought moment and the maximum time a person can be in the middle path ever in their entire existence in samsara is four thought moments. Once when they become a Sotapanna, once when they become a Sakitagami, once when they become an Anagami, and once when they come, become an Arahant. If I'm not mistaken, and it seems quite unlikely that I am, technically speaking, we're only on the Eightfold Noble Path, which is the Buddha's definition of the Middle Way. Um, what was I saying with that sentence? We're only on... The Eightfold Noble Path for four thought moments. The only time that we're on the Eightfold Noble Path is the moment before, the first moment of realizing Nibbana. That's called the that's called the Magga Magganyana. Uh, it's the Sotapati Mag Sotapati Magga Chitta. We learned this in Abhidhamma, and we had to memorize it all. How does it go? Um, I forget how it goes now. Sukha, Sukha Sahagata. No. Piti Sukha. Piti Sukha Ekagata Sahitang. Sota Patimagajitang. That's the, the the name of the first one. Vitaka vitara piti sukha ekagata sahitang Sota pati magajitang That's the first jhana jitta for a sotapanna If a sotapanna becomes sotapanna from the first jhana Then that is their jitta That's five, five factors Vitaka vichara sukha piti ekagata and uh, it's the, it's called the Sotapati Manga, the the path uh, mind, and so on. And so there's there's four for each, or f four for each of the jhanas. I got this wrong. Five for each of the jhanas in the Abhidhamma. Five jhanas, and four four for each of the the types of holy ones. So maximum one can can go through them is four times. Go through the magajitta is four times. But it's each each one is a different magajitta. So what does maga mean? Maga means the moment in in that sense, maga means the moment when you attain perfect um, balance. Perfectly balanced the faculties, perfect uh, it's called anuloma. What we're trying to do until we get to that point is conform. This is called anuloma. Uh, 
The word anuloma is an interesting word and I've talked about this before. Anuloma means, anu means according to or in line with or following. Now following is probably the most direct translation. Loma, loma is apparently, if I'm not mistaken, it's this, this line, the grain. Loma means grain. Uh, I have looked this up but it's been a while and as according to my understanding loma means grain so anu loma means with the grain uh, they translated in the visuddhi in the path of purification as conformity but it means going with the grain so well it means conformity actually better easier to understand Techn uh, literally going with the grain following the grain uh, but the meaning is conforming conforming to the Dhamma or the truth or reality, conforming to goodness, conforming to wisdom, conforming to the Buddha's teaching, uh, and and so in our practice of meditation, we're coming to see things clearer. We're not on the noble path. As we see things clearer and clearer and clearer, eventually we let go. Eventually, all of the uh, the extremes. Uh, disappear. You know, we let go of them, and I think this is the best answer to your question. This part of your question is that you don't stay in the middle path. You get there, and you get there by letting go. Think of it as a per like a person holding on like this. You can't see both my arms, but I'm holding on with both arms. So I'm being pulled this way, and I'm being pulled that way because I'm clinging. But eventually I see that this is just causing me to become totally dizzy and off balance. And I let go with this arm and I let go with this arm. And when I do that, what happens? Suddenly I'm no longer dizzy, I'm no longer swaying, I'm, I'm, I'm balanced. And so this is what we eventually do. And eventually we get so in the middle, it's kind of like uh, we're in a tube, say. Right? We're in this tube and we're clinging clinging to the walls. we got all these tentacles going out. Eventually we let go and we just boop, we slip out of the tube. Right? We're, we're, we're stopping our progress. We're blocking our escape. It's like we're, you know those those uh, cartoons where they're trying to push the one guy out the door and he, you know, he holds on or something, you know. He puts his legs on either corner and his, his and he's on the door jam and they're trying to push him out the door. That's what we're doing. And eventually you let go of this, you let go of that, you, you tuck your legs in and you go through the door. That's really what what it means to attain the, the, the noble path. That's really what our practice is all about. There's so many things that we're clinging to and that's really, it's not a secret, it's not strange, wow, this mystical thing called Nibbana or the Noble Eightfold Path. It just means, you know, now you can go. Now you're free. Now you, you're not stuck anymore. So, sorry to break it to you that, that you're really not following the middle way. I mean, unless you've already become an Arahant or, or, or at least Sotapanna. But most likely you're, you're in the stage of Anuloma. And Anuloma is two senses. One is where we're conforming. This is the I don't remember. I think this is called anulomanyana. But the technical anulomanyana is the is when we conform. And conform is that moment where you tuck your arms in, tuck your legs in, where you suddenly fit. Right? Oh, now he fits through the door. 
right? Like Winnie the Pooh, when when he they stopped him from eating honey, right? He was stuck in rabbit store, and finally he fit. That one moment was when they could finally throw him out and into the tree with all the honey and so. <laughs> Good metaphor for Nibbana, you know, Winnie the Pooh. Right? Remember the story? Stuck in the door, and then he 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 gives up his honey, right? Boom! He goes flying into the honey tree, and suddenly he's in Nibbana. Right. But the point is there. Suddenly you fit, and that's the moment that is tech, that is in another sense called Anulomanyana, the moment, the knowledge of conformity or the wisdom uh, that is marked by conformity, where finally you fit, you get it. Suddenly you're in line. Suddenly there's there's, or you've at least um, you've you've let go for the time being. You've let go enough so that the mind can can escape. The mind can be free. And that's the moment when the mind drops into Nibbana. At the mo first moment when one realizes Nibbana, this is called Magajitta or Maganyana, just for one moment. And people wonder, well, why is it just one moment? Why couldn't it be two moments? It could never be two moments. The point being, it's totally technical. This is really a, probably a, in many, for many people, it's a totally un- uh, um, what's the word? See, I've lost all my language. It's a, a ter well, a terrible, a terrible explanation. And for most people, it's it's not what they wanted to hear. Uh, inadequate is the word. It's an inadequate explanation. Because you know we hear about this noble path and and the Buddha using it metaphor using it in a very much more uh, conventional sense. But here we have this excellent teaching in the Abhidhamma about how to break it up technically. When are you on the noble path for one moment? Why? Because what is the function of the noble path? The, the path is called the dukkha nirodagamini patipada, the path which leads one to the cessation of suffering. What is it that leads one to the cessation of suffering? It's the realization of Nibbana. It's the realization of Sotapanna. And the Buddha has said, Sotapatimaga, or the, the person who is on the path to become a Sotapanna. This is, but there's two explanations here. I'll get to the second one in a second. But technically speaking, that moment is called path because it's the moment that changes you. It's the moment that removes suffering. Let, let's to be to be perfectly clear. We'll talk about the at the arahant level. When one reaches arahata magajita, at that moment, suffering is ended, and there is no more clinging in the mind, no more delusion. So the person can never fall back into suffering ever again. If you say, well, what about the second one, the second moment? So suppose the person enters into Nibbana, Niroda, or, or however, for a day. The rest of the day is called Palanyana. It doesn't have the same uh, effect as Maganyana, because technically speaking, it does nothing. What's done, it, the first moment did it, right? So technically speaking, the rest of the moments are just fruit, Palanyana. 
They don't have any effect, technically speaking. Uh, they don't cross the because they don't cross the barrier. They don't cross the line. There's that line that said, "Well, here you don't understand," and then boom, suddenly you understand. Well, one moment is enough. You saw nibbana, okay. But people can stay in it for a day or even a week. They say. So that's the, the technical definition of what is magnyana. Now that's called the Arya Magga. There is something else that is called Pubanga Magga. And where this fits in, technically speaking, I'm, I, I, I've, you know, I'm a terrible scholar, to say the least. But uh, Pubanga Magga is the time before, before we attain the Magnyana, where we are trying to conform to the Eightfold Noble Path. So we're on a path, but it's called the Pubanga Magga. Uh, and you, it is said that there are eight factors to the Pubanga Magga, and those are the same eight factors. Right livelihood, a right view, right thought, right speech, right uh, action, right livelihood, right effort, right concentration, right mindfulness. They're all the same, but it's not the middle way, it's not uh, the Noble Path, the Noble Eightfold Path, not technically speaking. Uh, so, probably the, probably the most important part of what I've just said, and I've said a lot, is that you don't try to stay on the middle way, you try to come closer to it and eventually attain perfect... Um, perfect balance, a perfectly balanced mind. It doesn't come from trying to do a balancing act, it comes from letting go of the extremes. That's the other thing I wanted to say. When the Buddha talked about the middle way, and he talked about the two extremes, what he said is, anupagama. He didn't go to those two extremes. Uh, I forget it. Anyway, he said, I didn't go to these two extremes. But, ubo ante anupagama. Neither of the two extremes I went to them. That's how I attained the middle way. Ubo ante anupagama majjima patipada tathagata abhisambuddha and so on. So <coughs> By not going to these two extremes, he attained the middle way. That's how you find the middle way.